Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. We are back. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome back to the number one positivity, optimism, happiness podcast in the world. The Coach HP Show. Thank you guys so much for the love. Thank you guys so much for the support. Let's get into today's episode. We wanted to do a series called the Big Dog Series for big dogs only. That means I'm not like this person. Chances are a few people out there are like these person or these people. On today's show, I have the number one, not two, not three, not four, not, the number one pitcher in the world, in the USA right now. Right-handed pitcher, ERA point forty-one. That's right, point forty-one. Topped out at hundred miles per hour. Averages from ninety-seven to ninety-five miles per hour. I got the one and only, the Vanderbilt commit, which I don't think he's gonna step one foot in Vanderbilt. I think he might go in an airplane from Georgia to where he's going over Vanderbilt. But I don't think the dude's ever gonna pitch one inning in Vanderbilt. We got the best pitcher in the country right now, right-handed pitcher, my man Dylan Lesko on the Coach HP Show. Focus on the stuff we talk about. Talk about dad's involvement. Talk about playing other positions. Talk about arm care. Talk about pressure of being the number one pitcher in the country. Stuff that matters to me. At the end of the day, the only two things we can control, which is what I told him at the end, is effort and attitude. And how we deal with adversity. And how you deal with adversity is effort and attitude. It's your coach. Subscribe if you're into happiness, positivity, and winning. Without further delay, Dylan Lesko on the Coach HP Show. Let's go. And I'm going to tell you this with all the sincerity in the world. That if you're the number one overall pick of the 2022 MLB draft, Dylan, and that is the highlight of your life, you will be a loser. You so get what's, your, what's your podcast? The Coach HP Show. I love it. Coach HP, HP I like HP, what a vibe. You got a great vibe going great on. Vibe. We're happy we can meet great you. Great energy. All right, three, two, one, boom, and we're on. Didn't, when I asked a bunch of people, that you were coming on, bro, I must have gotten at least, I think, like 300 questions, bro, <laughs> to, to hit you with. I, my, the first three are going to be mine, and then the rest are going to be from other people. So okay. my, my first one, I think, is the most important one is the hair. How's it looking? It's, it's looking good. I still got the mullet from San Diego going. Um, it's not too long because our high school coach, he likes us to be like clean cut, shave everything for game days. So it's a mullet, but still controlled. Can you grow a beard at all or no? Uh, I can, but just during high school season, just I shave it every couple of days. Every couple of days. Do you use a electric razor or like a uh, man? Just like manual handheld. Manual, old school. All right. Yeah. You're, when you go to the mound, there's a song that they usually play, right? Do you have yours already or no? Um, no, I'm still thinking about for this year, but might do some like like rock and roll type. Thing, or maybe like Lil Uzi because that's my go-to rapper, something like that. What uh, what was your song last year? Um, I think last year I did 
5% tint by Travis Scott. All right. I like that, bro. I like that, man. Dude, here we go. These are questions for you. I, uh, here's another one that I thought of. How hard is it to deal with the pressure of, because at some point it's already normal that you're the best mm-hmm. pitcher in the country, right? Uh, it's yeah. facts, right? It's facts. But if when I played baseball, you would only see like in a newspaper or something or that's it. Right. But now mm-hmm. people actually tag you. Like you look at yeah. stuff and say like, Oh, rank number three in the world. And they tag you. So now you're seeing that, bro. How did you deal with that at the beginning versus how do you deal with that now? Um, at the beginning, I feel like it, it kind of got to me more just being young and having that publicity and being like immature, I guess I let it get to my head a little bit, but it was always my dad, like just telling me like, you can't stop working. You got to keep going because there's people out there trying to be better. And I feel like I've kept that mentality. Like I still have stuff to prove. I still have things to improve on, uh, get better. So I've kept that mentality. And now it's more just like, I got to go out there and keep proving I am that player and I can't let up. Dude, talking about Pops, what's Pops' name? Uh, Corey. Corey. Growing up, was Corey your coach? Uh, No, he never coached me, but he would always be there supporting me, driving me to practices and just really letting the coaches and me do my own thing. And then ride homes, we'd talk about it and everything, but he was never my coach or anything. I love Corey, man. I love him already, dude. Now, question. Would, uh, did he play baseball? He did. He played Division II baseball at Barry University. Dude, that's right here in, uh, in Miami, bro. Yeah, it is. That's where I grew up. You grew up here in Miami? I didn't, but he did. He did. No way, dude. I didn't know that, man. I know a lot of a lot of friends of mine played for – what year did he play for Barry? Oh, I, I don't know. How old is your dad? Um, 46, I think. Dude, I, I – I, I for sure know people he played with. That is awesome, dude. I didn't know. That. Man, I went to Barry. Barry, if, I don't know if you know this or not, but that's an undercover, really good baseball school because a lot of people here in Miami that either mm-hmm. don't want to leave or they don't go D1 or whatever, they go to Barry, and Barry's usually stacked, man. Really? That's cool. So, I did not know that. It ain't no Vanderbilt, bro, but it's <laughs> a... <laughs> All right, let's get it. I, I love your dad, bro. I love that already. Okay, here's some questions, dude. When did you stop hitting? Uh, I still hit actually in high school. Really? What 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 position? Do you, what do you DH or they put you in the field? Um, I'll DH like if it's like a day or two after I pitch. But other than that, I usually play shortstop. You you pitch and play shortstop too? Yes. Damn, bro. Now, is it fun to play shortstop? You like all that? I love it. I mean, I'll say I'm I'm pretty pretty good in the de- uh, in the field defensively. I think I'm really good hitting. I'm all right, but I love being out there just playing. When, what batter do they put you in the order? Uh, last year, I think I hit like around like five or six hole last year. Not bad, bro. Not bad, man. Not bad. So that eliminates because they were going to ask how your, how your dad took making you a PO, but you're not a PO yet, so we're not going to talk <laughs> about that. I was going to even say Vander, but we're going to get to that in a second. What uh, How do you stay in get- – well, maybe because you play, but the days you, you don't pitch, how do you stay mm-hmm. engaged in the dugout? Um, I mean, honestly, it's just really finding any way to support the team, whether it be if I am in the field or hitting, um, if I have to keep a chart against the opposing team and just chart their pitches, help the batters, like find 
different things the pitchers do against them as a pitcher like that I noticed to help them when they're hitting just small things like that really any way I can help the team I do dude your team your teammates must love you huh because it's like every time I I read somewhere that you have like a 0.41 ERA or something it, it was something cool it was something good last year <laughs> so that means the last guy that got a hit off you was that what like a year ago or you were like a freshman or something <laughs> I mean there's definitely guys who get me some days <laughs> you threw no how many no hitters have you thrown uh, honestly, I don't even know. It's been a couple in high school for sure. When did you start that glove tapping thing? It might have been sophomore, junior year, I think. Just help with my timing and rhythm on the mound. I feel like it helps me. I always see, I, I see that on, on social a lot. The thing where the people, the guys run and they throw the ball as hard as they can and everybody celebrates. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do anything like that or no? Uh, no, I've never really done any of those. Really? My main thing is just like long toss is what I do for like arm strength. Your arm, have you always been blessed with that thing or was it something that you started to notice like, okay, I'm, I'm a little different with this. Talk to me about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I've always been blessed. I feel like I've always kind of thrown a little harder than some kids and stuff, but it was definitely a thing that I knew I had to keep working on, like long tossing, like I said, to strengthen the weight room to get the body right. Just, all types of things really just to make it the best. Dylan, take me through a week of preparation for you. A week for me. So I'll pitch like Friday in one of our games. And um, so this week, yeah, I threw a bullpen about 25, 30 pitches. Um, today, I just light toss, really nothing too crazy. Tomorrow, I'll probably long toss. And then usually always the day before I pitch, I'll uh, – Go maybe like 180 feet around there and then throw a short flat ground just the day before to feel for the pitches, just feel for the mechanics and everything, make sure everything's ready to go the next day. You do those bands? Do you do stuff like that to warm up? Do you go through any of that routine? I do. Um, I do bands and wrist weights really just to get me loose and blood flow in, arm ready to rock. And then I uh, do just the weighted balls, just like the reverse throws and everything just to warm up. I don't. I don't do any like the driveline programs to throw hard or anything, just more to warm up and get the body loose before I start throwing a real baseball and going at it. When did you started to notice that you were just like an animal, bro, that you were better than everybody else? When did that come about? How old were you? Um, I mean, honestly, I'd say my whole life, I feel like I've had the mentality, like at eight years old, my dad moved me to East Cobb to play. And I mean, a lot of kids are not playing travel ball at that age. So that was definitely something I noticed, but just like, I think the, Biggest thing for me was when I was 14, going to, like, the PG Select Fest was the first time I realized I was one of the top guys around the whole country. Because I always knew, like, Georgia, like, I felt like I dominated these kids. Like, always felt like I was one of the better kids. But finally, like, being with those guys around the country was the thing for me that, like, made me realize it. That, that's a great answer. It leads, leads to my next question. What do you prefer, high school baseball or travel ball? Honestly? It just depends. Like, I love travel ball. I love playing against all these kids all over. You meet new people. You form these great relationships. But I feel like high school has a slight advantage because you're out there playing with these kids I grew up with, like my best friends. We're competing for a state championship. We're playing basically for our city, for our friends at school. I just feel like you have that motivation to, like, 
just do more. And I feel like it's more intense in high school games, I feel like. But competition-wise, travel ball is, is takes it, right? Or no? For sure, because you have, like, the WWA big tournaments. Like and super teams, super teams that get yeah, formed. Exactly. So there's definitely better competition overall in uh, summer ball. Got it, bro. Did you did you always play on the best teams? Does that matter in development? Um, personally, I think I always did because, I mean, I guess I was always one of those top guys, so I was always put on those good teams. But it really does. I I don't think it matters in development. I think you need to find a team where you can play on because getting reps is the most important thing. Because if you're gonna sit the bench for a top team, you're not getting any better. So really, just finding the team you play on and putting yourself out against competition and even the best competition, even if you're going to lose or might not have the best chance, that's the best way to develop because the only way to get better is to play the best. I feel like. That's awesome, man. This question here, this dude, his son actually uh, pitched against you and bro, the guy spoke real nice of you, man. He spoke real good. Looking through what Jack Leiter did that he was supposed to go top 10 out of high school and you're seeing super similar, I think even more probably than he came out in picking Vanderbilt, how did that affect your decision to pick Vanderbilt? Did that affect it in any way, seeing something like that? Well, of course. I mean, just like last year, they had Kumar and Jack Leiter. And in the past, they've had people like David Price, Walker Bueller, just all these big names you see now and their development process they've gone through at Vanderbilt and their ability to just turn these high-level guys into something even better was huge when I was deciding where, where I wanted to go. And when I saw that at Vanderbilt, along with the great coaches, just being the SEC, the best conference, I feel like the unbelievable competition there and just competing for a national championship, just all that combined, I felt like it was the perfect choice. Nice. Are you a Braves guy? I do cheer for the Braves. Let me give you a good Braves story, buddy. So like about, oh, this is going to be 2005 or something. Yeah, I think like 2000, 2006, 2007, I think. I'm in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. I'm working with this kid and I'm working with him in pitching. He's a lefty. Mm -hmm. At the time, he was like 6'1", 6'2". Already had a Sandy Koufax style curveball, but I'm working on his hitting. And he went to a school, uh, Michael Jackson went to a school and it was called Montclair Prep and they eliminated the program, right? Mm -hmm. But his dad, when I always worked with him, his dad always we talked about, and his dad would always tell me, he goes, coach, you know how many times you have to remind something to kids? I go, no. He goes, just one more time. Just one more time. No matter what it is. Like your dad might be like, Dylan, stop playing with your hair. Dylan, Dylan, come they just got that patience, you know, just one more time. Right. And I was like, man, that's interesting. And that kid went on to get drafted by the Padres seventh overall got traded for Matt Kemp to the Braves, okay? About four years ago, there was a big hurricane here in Miami, so the Marlins, instead of playing here, played over there, and Stanton hit a bomb off this dude that still hasn't landed. This great, yeah. right? But the guy got his revenge the year after. That gentleman's dad's name is John Freed, and the kid's mm -hmm. name is Max Freed, bro. That's, Max, that's super cool dude. Bro, Max now was like 6'3", throwing like 97, 98. Mm -hmm. You know, and at the time, he was, he already had the best curveball. But you just, you guys have something special, man. And one of the reasons why I, 
I wanted to talk to you and I have you on is when I went to the perfect game thing, I almost did this instinctually. I didn't know who any of you guys were. Mm-hmm. So I re- I look at everything on vibes versus yeah. like, holy shit, this is Dylan. Dylan's the best pitcher in the country. Hey, man, what's up? I look at this guy has a cool haircut. You have a good like glow about you. What's up? And I talk to people that way, you know, which I think is very different than an ESPN kind of setting or whatever, because there's no authenticity. It's like, oh, you can interview this guy. You do a bunch of research yeah. and there's no that, right? But I think this brings this, man. And I, I think you have such specialness about you bro as a dude that's a senior now in high school that has so many things ahead of him but you have this maturity level bro that's really ahead of your time and it's almost like you feel very comfortable in being a badass because there's something to throw good and crush it in georgia high school congratulations there's something pitching good at 15 u perfect game whatever but bro i saw you at petco park facing the best pitchers of the country. And, dude, that was literally boom, 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 like yeah. nothing, bro. So I'm super proud of you. I I wish you Godspeed and success in everything that you do, man. Before I let you go, you have to ask me one question, bro, so I could, so I could give you the love back, man. Any question for me, anything I can help you with? Come on. Um, I guess I'm sure you interview all types of people and have done this multiple times i guess what's the most the best advice they've ever said to you or just given to other people about just anything in sports life uh, growing up anything really okay so first place i ever spoke at was oregon state mm-hmm. and i spoke at oregon state when they had just won the national championship okay. i'm the biggest failure in the history of miami baseball by far I want nothing to do with baseball. I could never see a baseball again in my life, right? My dad was the complete opposite of Corey. My dad abused the hell out of me through sport, like really, really horrible, right? But for some reason, the man upstairs has me said that I got to do baseball stuff and he keeps bringing baseball back in my life. So I go to Oregon State and I'm speaking to the national champs. First time I've ever spoken really to people, to guys Mm -hmm. your age, And I'm sitting there and I'm talking and I feel these, and I'm just saying my story of how I lived in a car in Los Angeles, how I went to Las Vegas. I've done all these things in my life, right? And this dude is looking at me with these beautiful blue eyes the whole time. And when I'm done, he's the first guy to ask the question. He goes, coach, how do you deal with failure? How do you deal with your mindset of being positive? And we talked about that for a while. Bro, when we finish, I had no idea who this kid was. The manager calls me after. He's like, dude, you crushed it. That was awesome. By the way, you know that dude was that kept asking you these questions? I go, no, but we took a picture. He was right next to me. The guy sent me a DM right after, like, thanking me and stuff. He goes, dude, that's Adley Rushman, the projected number one overall pick for the, I think it was 2018 draft. So the best advice I could give you that comes to my head from everybody that I've interviewed from Logan Paul to Gary V to George Lopez to Francisco Lindor or Nolan Arenado is you only got one life, mm-hmm. right? My personal favorite is the only two things you can control forever is effort and attitude. And if all of a sudden this draft doesn't go the way you want because something happens, 
if you can understand, and I'm going to tell you this with all the sincerity in the world, that if you're the number one overall pick of the 2022 MLB draft, Dylan, and that is the highlight of your life, you will be a loser. Think For about sure. that. Think about that. Now, Nigeria, people, are, are you crazy? The goal is this is a marathon. Yeah. So let's see what's happening. Best advice I give you again is you are in the most prestigious place anybody can be in. Enjoy it. You have the right system because you got pops with you, which is really what you need. You got a family. And just keep doing relationship play. Huge. Do stuff like this. Cool people you like. All of a sudden, um, a TikToker that has a huge boom and you do research, bro. I like this guy, whatever. Boom. You go on a YouTuber or this, that out little outside the boxness being comfortable still, because listen, baseball, very easy for me to say a million things about baseball here and there, but I don't put, I don't have to be put in a lineup. I don't deal with MLB. I don't do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. I do have a deal with Rawlings. So that puts me in a certain place of talking about certain things, which a lot of people get confused and they, and, there in today's day and age, there's certain repercussions about talking about certain things, right? But as long as you speak from the heart and when you mess up, you say, look, guys, I messed up. I'm trying my best and I'll keep going. Dude, you, you can't lose because, listen, I hope nobody ever hits a home run off you. It's going to happen. I hope a chick doesn't break your heart, bro. It's going to happen. I hope nobody lets you down. It's going to happen. The thing you got to try to remember is you haven't dealt with a lot of adversity yet because you're absolutely dominant in the baseball. I don't know, professional, if maybe you had a sickness in the family, maybe whatever. But when that adversity hits and you really can't prepare for that till it comes, if you just remember that the two things you can control, which are right there, which is effort and attitude, you, say, you know what? I tried my best. You take it like a man and you attack the next day. Dude, you can't lose, bro. No, that that's so true. I mean, I've I've heard that from a young age, effort and attitude, and the more you think about it in really all aspects of life, it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Because you know the man. Let's say you end up going to Vanderbilt, bro, and you're the number four. You've you've haven't been the number four probably never in your life. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that that humbleness to understand like it's just part of the process. It's just yeah. because there's a reason why the real greats, greats have dealt with adversity. Why Tom Brady dealt with adversity while Jordan dealt with it. You know, that he got the high school that whatever, mm -hmm. which you haven't yet, bro. And I hope you never do. I hope you never do. Dude, I love you, bro. I wish you the best, man. I'm gonna, what is it? What's your IG in case people want to follow you and see you crush it? Uh, Dylan Lesko 27. That's the man. Keep going hard. Keep doing your thing. And I'm super proud of you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you.